Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Brewers Talk, the Burton Albion podcast from the Burton Mail. We're back um, in a pretty chilly Burton Mail office, although I think that just about goes for wherever you are at the moment, wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm sure it's uh, not particularly warm. Uh, here to uh, to look back on, on Burton's one other defeat to Millwall at the weekend and look ahead to this weekend's trip to Bramall Lane as we move into uh, into March in the final couple of months of the season. Join us ever by uh, by Rich. Rich, how are you feeling? Good afternoon, Josh. Yeah, a, a pleasure as always. We've got a lot to get through, haven't we? Yes, as ever, as ever, we'll uh, we'll try and plow through. Uh, as we say, last weekend's game, the uh, the game this weekend, and any questions that we've we've had uh, sent in over Twitter there have been a few. Uh, so we'll get to them uh, get to them later in the podcast, as ever. But uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll go in chronological order because uh, that's the way time works. And uh, we'll start with with uh, with last weekend. Um, and for the eleventh time in in thirteen outings, Rich, uh, a return to the Prelly Stadium wasn't wasn't a uh, particularly happy one for the Brewers. A one 0 defeat to Millwall. Ben Marshall's uh, fortuitous goal. I think it's fair to call it that. In the 61st minute, was uh, was the decisive one. Um, but I mean, we 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 spoke afterwards. We did sort of our post-match video. Felt like we'd been here before. I suppose some of the questions we were asking and the answers we were getting really after the game as well felt as if we'd we'd been there before because uh, it, you know there was a bit of a sense of deja vu for the. We're Bruce. all treading very similar ground, aren't we? That's how how what, what's happened all season with the home form and stuff. But I mean. One thing I would like to stress is no wall and no mugs, are we? No, no, no. They, they were unbeaten in seven. They won their last three away games, I think, before yeah, yeah. coming to Burton. Um, they're looking now. They're sitting pretty in, in um, mid-table and they're six points off the playoffs. So, first of all, credit where it's due to Millwall because yeah. they, they they turned up, the fans turned out in force and they, they really believe they could get something from it. As it was, um, obviously, the, the team and Nigel Clough afterwards were, were... We were, I guess... They, couldn't believe that Burton didn't even get a point out of that game. Never mind three. I think that's the <clears throat> that's the problem, isn't it? You know, we'd, we could be sort of sat here in May reflecting and, and looking back on on the amount of times where we we've sat here and said that and said how didn't they get a point? How didn't they win that game? Um, so yeah, let's look at how they didn't win that game. And and really, it comes down to to not taking chances. You know, um, that has, has often been the been the issue at home. Um, and once again, they they failed to to test a visiting goalkeeper. I think in three of the last four. Four home games, um, notwithstanding the, the, the goalless draw with Forest, when Costel Pantillamon sort of kept Forest in the game. But even in the games, I think where Burton scored against Cooper on Reading, they lost three one. I think their only efforts on target hit the back of the net. You know, the goalkeeper wasn't worked other than that. And at the weekend, Millwall's Jordan Archer didn't have to do a single thing. Part of that being down to to you know, as you say, resolute Millwall defending, and you can see why they're on such a good run and why you know you, you can't write them out of the uh, the playoff picture just yet. Burton wasteful when they had the chances. Darren Bent had a couple one where he sort of went in behind and delayed a little bit, and Jake Cooper got back well. The other one, you know, as soon as it, as soon yeah. as he took, you know, yeah. Jacob Davenport lobs a pass say. over the top. He takes that lovely steady and first touch. Okay, it's on his left foot, but you're expecting him to sort of slide it past the keeper or ram it home. Um, and uh, I think as, as Ian McIntosh on the Totally Football League show put it, he, he missed it emphatically. It was one of those where sort of like I think it was was it Hutchinson who was like that. We, we yeah, looked at the replay so, yeah. and. It looked like in real time you thought, yeah, okay, he's under a bit of pressure there, isn't he? But 
Hutchinson wasn't it wasn't getting wasn't bearing down on it. Ben really, it was a strange one. He, it looked like it was a player who I know he had the chance against Ipswich, but it looked like a finish from a player who I think Nigel Clough said it in in Wednesday morning's press conference. But when you start thinking about things after you've missed a couple mm. of chances, maybe you start thinking about it, and when you stop finishing it instinctively, then you start thinking, well. It was on his, I know it was on his left foot as well. You start thinking, do I put it in the bottom right? Do I try and give the keeper the eyes yeah. and go go to the bottom left? And but yeah, I mean, I, I fully agree with Ian's description. It was a, it was it really blazed it. Why he didn't? He just it was almost like a, there wasn't much composure there. Mm. He just lashed at it. Yeah, I suppose stuff stuff you expect of, of Darren Bent, isn't it? Is is that composure in front of goal? But you know, worth pointing out. And and Nigel Clough said it and. Uh, Stephen Bywater said it. We spoke to Liam Boyce today. He said it. You know, they all seem to to think that once one goes in for for Bent, hopefully from the Brewers' point of view, that sort of the floodgates will open. I mean, Liam Boyce, you know, obviously he's pretty well qualified to talk about goal scoring as well. Said how everything he touches in in training sort of seems to turn to goals. Yeah, and that um, doesn't and that doesn't surprise me. That really doesn't surprise me. I think Martin Samuelson said that he'd been doing yeah. finishing training with Bent, yeah, yeah. and he was impressed as well. But that's the thing, isn't it? Match situations, as everyone knows, are just so so different. I mean, I don't envy Darren whatsoever going for on goal and having the weight of the, the weight of the Pirelli on his shoulders. Well, that's it, isn't it? You know, the weight of, of the form as well at the moment, and knowing how important you know an opening goal is for Burton. You, you do feel. I mean, we saw it against Barnsley. If they can get in control of a game, they don't let teams wrestle it off them very easily. Um, and I suppose, like you say, if, if you're overthinking things, you go through on goal. That sort of plays on the mind potentially a little bit. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that. I mean, you know, the, the, as the saying goes, classes, form is temporary, class is permanent and, and Darren Bent was brought in for a reason and that's because he is a classy finisher in front of goal and still plenty of time for him to show that. As it was, actually, the best chance in the game fell to a defender or um, Tom Nader, who is, of course, playing at the back at the moment and, and playing very well there. I mean, I made him my man of the match on Saturday despite what was, you know, a miss of Burton's best chance. Lucas Aikens flicking a, a header on at the near post. This was when it was 1-0 to Millwall. And Naylor sort of running onto it in the six-yard box at the back post, unmarked, free header into an open goal. And it did come at him a bit quickly and, and you know, um, he, he nodded it over the bar. And we've got a couple of pictures sort of taken of him with his, with his head in his hands. And, and he knew what a great chance that was. And he's made a bit of a track record at the Pirelli of, of, of getting those important goals, yeah. of, of scoring head of goals of all sorts. You know, he's a goal scorer. Um, that one just, just I suppose summed up Burton's day really I think it was who was it who I think it was uh, Stephen Bywater said he almost hit it too well and <laughs> yeah. to be honest I'm not quite sure he knew a great deal about it it was coming at him at pace wasn't it and I think he didn't really have the time to sort of one think about placing or anything it just he just had to react yeah. and he tried didn't he and you can see he, obviously it was just a, it was a difficult chance you have to admit even though it looked easy it looked easy it wasn't it no wasn't, no that's it isn't it and uh who knows if, if that had gone in? As we say, that I mean, again, you you, you doff your you, you caps to Millwall a little bit. They managed the game very well um, after sort of taking the lead. You can see why they're on the sort of run that they're on. And equally, Burton, it was that horrible sense of deja vu of having to chase a game late on. The difference, you know, Nigel Clough was, was quick to stress it afterwards, being that you look back to those Reading games, the, the QPR games, Sunderland, maybe you know, even even at the end of 2017, and games where the confidence was so visibly lacking. This was different, you know. They still played the sort of football they've been playing recently. Maybe not quite to the the effect that they did say in the first half at Barnsley, but they, you know they got the ball down. That they're playing, that they're playing with belief, confidence, patience, which is important. I think you know when you're in a relegation battle, um, you know the suggestion that win, lose or draw at the moment, however the result goes, 
consistently that you know, the performance wise, you know, there's a consistency building there. See, but and I, I agree to it. I agree to an extent. I really do. But I also think that that can also be a double edged sword in a way yeah. because if you're playing well and still not getting the well, results yeah. at home, then that opens up another kind of question, doesn't it? You're sort of sat there thinking, well, are they ever going to get a result at home? Yeah. I mean, they've got two. I mean, we'll discuss this later on in the podcast, I'm sure, but they've got two big home games coming up soon, mm. and that's a chance for them next week to get some. Um, to, to, to finally, finally get that elusive home win. I don't know what we're what we're going to talk about when they do win at home. It feels like this has just been so. I reckon we should do, we'll do an emergency com- emergency Brewers talk. Yeah, <laughs> whenever, whenever, whenever it comes. But um, it doesn't feel like it's far away. It really, really doesn't. Um, and I'm sure that's what sort of the, the you know the players and the management staff will be saying. But obviously, you know, as we've written. Um, to the nth degree, really, in, in the Burton Mail pages, it's got to come at some point because otherwise it will prove the defining feature of their season. Um, as it was, it ended a, a little sort of three-game unbeaten run, which you know, Nigel Clough really wanted to build heading into March, um, which looks, you know, on paper, and it's not played on paper, looks a really challenging month for the Brewers. Um, or going into April as well, the next six games come against teams all currently in the top ten, all currently. You know, with a shout at promotion, it starts this weekend against Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. Then, as Rich mentioned, those two home games, Brentford and Bristol back-to-back. Um, and then it's Wolves, who aren't doing too badly. Admittedly, they're on a bit of a dip at the moment, but I think safe to say... By their standards, Yes, of exactly. A pretty quality <laughs> outfit. Um, then Cardiff and then Middlesbrough, sort of right at the start of April. Um, we'll get on to the Sheffield United game in a set, Rich, but, but more generally looking ahead at, at the month ahead. Um, I mean, it's a tough one, but as Liam Boyce said earlier... Every team at this stage is fighting for something. Burton have got just as much to play for as those teams going well, for promotion. And that's the way I see it. A lot of teams at the top sort of think that the teams at the bottom will roll over and just 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 let them win. But like you say, the, the teams at the bottom they're scrapping just as hard as the teams at the top because they want they want to stay. They obviously want to stay in the division. And you were saying earlier, weren't you? But I mean, no one saw Burton going away to Huddersfield and beating them in the last minute. Yeah. So it just goes to show, and it's a cliche. It's a tired cliche, but. Anything can happen, and, 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 the, and these, and I think these players now, these players know when they know they've absolutely got to pull it out of the bag. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident they, 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 they can, to be honest. I think Brentford and Bristol, they, they, those two home games really could, if the season isn't already, be, be defined by those games. Mm. You know, Steve Barwood spoke to <coughs> spoke to him after the Millwall game at the weekend, and always a, a very positive one, Steve. You know, um, which obviously is, is important, but but he spoke about saying that. You know, Burton have always seen to, since he's been here always seem to have a knack of winning when they really need to. You know, he mentioned the Barnsley game the other night, and and you know what an important game that felt to the players. And obviously they went and got the win again. Looking back to last season, and as you said, Rich, I mean that that little run they lost to Brentford at home. That sort of second half collapse when the three went up at half time, went and lost five three. Then there was an international break, and then they had Huddersfield, yeah, Huddersfield, Newcastle, both away, and then Villa at home. Um, in the space of a week straight after that international break and you know the, the, there were more than a few thinking ah is that going to be the moment and then obviously they went and as we know Jackson Irvine scored that late uh, late goal at the at the John Smiths then they went and gave a really good account of themselves at Newcastle then drew with Villa and that was the platform they built on in the That's final the thing, month. it was a catalyst wasn't it for that and you're looking away at Sheffield like, can, can this be a, a similar sort of a springboard for, for a run like that yeah. it's the interesting thing obviously is that it's a tough march again on paper. You stress that, um, you know, nothing, nothing stopping Burton from going picking, picking up a fair few points. But it will be a challenge. But then April, obviously, is sort of the flip side, and that's when four of the last six games, um, 
come against teams right down in it with them. You know, they've still got to they've still got to go to Birmingham, they've still got to go to Sunderland, and they've still got to bring Bolton and Hull to the Premier Stadium. So, you know, I mean, who knows what will happen over the next well, even sort of week or so? But you get the impression that that Burton's plan is going to be just you know keeping themselves in the conversation because then in the last month is when they can really. You know, those double whammies, as Nigel Clough calls them, when you can pick up points and deny points of the teams down there with you. And I think also, like, that you'd certainly sooner play the teams in the top half of the table first, give yourself yeah. a little solid plot. <clears throat> because if you, if you say you didn't get your points against your Hull, Sunderland, Bolton, Birmingham, you'd be going into games against Wolves, Wolves, Cardiff, and Middlesbrough thinking, you know, we're, we're going to struggle here. But I suppose the counter-argument is if they struggle in the next four or five games, you know, or against the teams up there and the other teams around them pick up points, you then... Exactly, yeah. It's not an exact science, is it? But but I'm I'm still confident that, you know, I've I've seen enough from this Burton team when it matters. Barnsley being... I mean, I'm not sure. We've not spoken much about the Barnsley game, but I mean, they they, they might have got a bit of good fortune at the end. Uh, with the disallowed goal, but I think that they they knew they absolutely knew they had yeah. to hold they had to hold out and they, they did. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've said this a fair few times this season, and, and Liam Boyce mentioned it again in press this morning. But that first goal, you know, they got yeah. that first goal inside fifty seven seconds at Oakwell, um, and they they grew from there. You know, the first half was some of the best football they played all season. They got a two 0 lead, um, and they held on to that pretty comfortably until about the hour mark, and then Barnsley. You know, fair enough, they sort of came on to them, but. Um, like you say, you know they proved in that that was a huge, huge game that one, and and they got the points. You know they had the say. Um, that's what they're going to have to, I suppose, to, you know, do later later in the season. But but also they, they've got to do it a bit more now, and that they know the importance of, of of wins. You know, picking up at least a win or two, you think in in the next sort of five or six. And I mean, look, nothing's assured for these teams who they are playing. But they're not playing I mean, apart from Wolves. I mean, Cardiff, have, what a what a season Cardiff have had. Yeah, yeah. Let's chat for another day. But you know, Middlesbrough. Bristol, Brentford, Bet- Bristol are slipping out. They've slipped out the playoffs for the first time in a while um, after after Sheffield United's win last, uh, on Tuesday night. So nothing, nothing's assured for those teams. So they'll be feeling the pressure yeah, as yeah. well. But they, they'll know they have. To, in, you wonder if that might play into Burton's hands a little bit. But Burton, they've got to look after them. They've got to look after their own performances, haven't they? Mm. And I'm going to make sure that they keep keep the same performance levels we've seen over the last few games because mm. that is going to be important. And that is what they're doing, as, as we say, that they are at least. You know, they are performing consistently. They're not lurching from good performance. To you know, John Brayford talked about it. Um, uh, you know, a few weeks ago now, talked about how they couldn't just keep lurching from good to bad to good to bad to indifferent. You know, it has been reasonably solid now for the last five or six games. You know, since sort of that Villa game when they lost three two, that's what they're you know going to sort of have to to carry forward with them. And and they've got a bit of a uh, an identity, I suppose now. You know, or you know, it's a bit of a footballing term, but you know, they're sort We've of got a, a specific got style, a style that, is, that is that. You know, it is working for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, we saw J- Jacob Davenport again. Like, I've waxed lyrical about him. I think he's, I think he's absolutely excellent. Jacob, if you're listening, you know, you know how much I love you. It, 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 what, what a pass! What a pass for Darren. But I know Benny blazed it over. But again, you don't. What, what we sat here talking about the fact Darren Bent missed a chance. We're not talking about how he made the run. How that mm. that combination must have been worked on in training so many times. And yeah. If if they can just keep doing that, I mean, Davenport will Davenport will know that. Davenport will know that Ben is making those runs and yeah, he's yeah. looking for him. If they can keep doing that, then surely they're on it. They're, they're on to a winner with that there's, little combination. Yeah, there's a supply line there as well, isn't there? Now you know, you've got somebody like Samuel. You know, on your wings, you've got Samuelson and Dyer, Pacey. They'd like to run at players and um, and Jamie Allen. You know, Jamie Allen and Hopak Pan. You know, there's been a lot said about Davenport and how brilliant he's been since coming in. But those two have, have come back in both after you know, sort of 
uh, being out, out of the frame a little bit. Certainly Hopakpan has, has been out of the frame quite a bit this season, but he's come in and sort of taken control of that position, sort of just in front of Davenport and trying to trying to take the game to, to teams from, from midfield. And obviously his two midfield partners got the goal at, at uh, got the goals at Barnsley and um, Hope came close a few times, certainly against Forest, you know, Hope had a, yeah. had a couple of good opportunities and um Again, that's what Burton are going to need. Goals coming from from everywhere, as as well as the sort of the uh, the creativity. I, I I completely agree. Yeah, you, you know how many times have we said it before? But they need goals from midfield. They have had enough of that. But obviously, mm. when you lose a ten goal midfield in yeah. the transfer window, you're always going to you're always going to sort of struggle. But it it was great to see um, see Jamie and Jacob get get back get on the score sheet because for someone like Jamie Allen, who's had to. He was so good when he came in, wasn't he, yeah. in September? I know we're going off a bit of a tangent, but I feel like it is important because he's come back in, he's played so well. Um, and it's, it's great to see him and him and Hope adapting to, this, to you know, Nigel Clough's given them specific instructions. They've obviously spent a bit of time on the sidelines, they've, they've come back and they've just they've got on with it. Yeah. And that's what, that is what you need mm. in, this, in the situation Burton are in. We'll see uh, what the, the starting lineup is at the weekend against Sheffield United. You would think midfield-wise it's, it's likely to be similar to that. The injuries... Sort of continue to be at the back. John Brayford looks like he's going to be out until potentially the international break, according to Nigel Clough. Picked up another calf injury at the weekend. Tom Flanagan could return this weekend. Ben Turner um, still potentially a doubt, and, and Marvin Sordell, sort of a player upfield. He, he's uh, sort of had a toe injury and then also a bit of a bit of the flu as well, um, so probably a doubt as well for this weekend. But could potentially be back in the squad. Um, Going to Bramwell Lane then, then Rich, one uh, I know I'm looking forward to, one ground I'm, I'm looking forward to, to ticking off, one that Burton I'm sure will, will have happy memories from um, back in the League One season when, when Lucas Aiken scored the only goal in a 1-0 win there, but don't know the, the, you know the challenge, the Blades pretty torrid performance against Hull the other day um, when Hull won against them at the KCOM. But then last night against Reading, you know, really a short performance. Ex-Brewer Mark Duffy with an absolute stunner. Billy Sharp with a couple of other goals and a 3-1 win. Um, they're back into the playoffs now. And, I mean, you know, are Burton catching them at a good time? Or, or do you get the impression that there's, they're, you know, their ball might just start to, to roll again? Now? I think that, obviously, um, Chris Wilder gave his team quite a rocket. It sounded yeah. like on Friday night. I think oh, big he, time. Yeah. I think he said, oh, I don't, I don't give two what's it's about what sort of performance I see at Reading. And Mark Duffy came out and he said, you know, perhaps perhaps the manager was right. Perhaps he was right to lay into us. And, and he's got the reaction from the seasoned pros like Billy Sharp, Duffy, you've mentioned. It's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? But you, you wonder if that, that sort of reaction is just Sheffield United. What a season they've had, by the way. What a job yeah, yeah. Wilder's done. You start, think, you, get, you start thinking, well, they're up there now. They're riding the crest of a wave like, so many team, like we've seen so many teams do. You wonder if for them it might just be a case of well we're here let's just try and make yeah. the most of it. And you get the impression that that you know it's the case whenever Burton go away from home, but spe- you know especially this weekend the first twenty minutes could be absolutely crucial. You think you know given given the result the other night and and how Sheffield United back to back away games now a couple of different results, but going back home back in the playoffs there'll be a, an intensity. I mean they play at a real intensity anyway as it is, but you feel that first twenty minutes Burton are just going to sort of have to try and. You know, keep that belief, hold strong. You know, not allow the likes of, of Duffy, Sharp, Leon Clark, if if he's fit, um, from having sort of a decisive say. Because as we've seen all season, from you know Burton away from home, whether they're it's more recently where they get on the ball more, or earlier in the season when they were a bit more stoic, their aim is always just you know keep yourself in the contest right, early yeah. doors because the longer the game goes on against the big team, you know you can frustrate them, and, and that's when the chances will come. The thing is, we've seen Burton do that so many times uh, this season. Earlier on, especially after that hiding to Leeds, he went to QPR, Norwich, Bristol and said, right, we're just going to keep the back door shut and that's it. 
but the way they're playing now doesn't really sort of lend itself to that shut up and shot yeah. which is why I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Nigel Clough goes to Bramwell Lane and just says the players who've played recently have a little bit of a rest we're going to come here for a point and we're going to leave for a point because we've got two big home games coming up soon it'd, be, it'd surprise me if he it'd surprise me but it also wouldn't surprise me if that, if that makes yeah. sense because he might say after, after whenever Burton have, have lost or had a damaging defeat not, not that Millwall was a damaging defeat but it still hurt nonetheless Clough's always like to sort of just go right let's just forget that and let's get a point and let's not make this into a losing run and Sheffield United are going to come at Burton for 100 miles an hour for the first 20-25 minutes so it wouldn't surprise me if Clough just says right we're just going to bolt the back door shut today and, 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 come, for, and come and get what we need mm, Interesting I mean I suppose that they'll be looking and it's 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 a unique situation because of the home form that the pressure is on away from home. It's built and built more this season because the points haven't come at home when you thought they would and you thought they would and you thought they would and the runs carried on. But back at the start of the season when they were picking up the odd point here and there, you say, yeah, you know, you supplement that then with your home form. But because that's not happened, you know, every away game, just take on a little. And it, I mean, at this time of the season, home away, wherever you are, it, it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It's, it's about picking up points and and however you can pick them up. I suppose. The thing now for them is, is to prove potential. I mean, they played some really nice football recently, but what they proved in that last 20 minutes or so at Barnsley was they could just they could grind out results that sometimes they, they haven't done as much this season as they did last season when the you know the pressure was really on. You know, they picked up some good draws doing that, um, but you think as well like the Bolton game when they really yeah, you know they, yeah. they hung on well. They did it at Barnsley. They've got to they did maybe, it at Reading to be fair. That yeah. game came late, but they still managed to just like just like I say, just completely shut up shop and just say we've got what we want. That's it now. Finish. And that's you know that yeah you feel that they're going to need a bit more of that in the coming weeks because you know if they're in a positive position against Sheffield United with 15 20 minutes to go they're going to get everything thrown at them. Um, I mean you know they've held strong that they've strengthened up at the back in terms of conceding goals and you know, they haven't been shipping all that many recently. Um, that's obviously going to get a bit of a test in the coming weeks with with the teams they're playing and, and the football that they're going to come up against. You know like said Brentford you know that the football that they play they can open you up if you don't sort of have that solidity. And that's why I think the next few games are going to be so interesting, regardless of the fact they're against top sides. It's because we're really going to find out what Burn Albion are made of yeah. this season. You know, drawing on at home to Forest, you should have won that. Ipswich, we probably could have won that. Villa, you're playing a top side. So what, what, what do you expect apart from the performance he put in was was, was excellent? Um, but it is going to be interesting because, like you say, like you said before, we've seen him go away to games. But we've, apart from Bristol, you know, Norwich, QPR, Norwich again, they drew nil nil too. Yeah, yeah. They've not really sort of held those top top sides, and I hate to use the term top top side because what is a top top side? But they've not really been tested that much against those bigger sides, and they've not really pulled it out of the bag when they've needed mm. to. We'll find out in the next sort of few weeks. Obviously, uh, we'll, we'll be keeping you in the loop the, the whole time, and plenty uh, plenty more Brewers talks to come in the coming weeks. We'll just finish with uh, with a couple of the questions we had on uh, on Twitter. Um, Mark Harden sort of threw a few at us to be fair in, in quick succession and he said how are we going to change our home fortunes when will Ben Turner be fit again uh, mentioned that sort of earlier in the podcast um, looks as if he'll probably be a doubt for, for this weekend but you would think you know in, in the next week or so obviously they've got a busy week next week so maybe they'll they'll sort of manage him through that um, can Luke Murphy play a number 10 role for the Brewers I mean that's an interesting point certainly you know I mean they're, they're settled in this 4-5-1 at the minute Murphy has always been used both seasons with Burton as, as sort of where Davenport is the, the holding midfielder. But, you know, with Davenport playing so well, could we see Luke Murphy, you know, in potentially for Atpan or, or Allen? You think with the way they're playing at the moment, it's more likely to be off the bench. But, 
you know, it would be interesting to see him in a role we've not really seen him in for Burton. It would, and I think I saw this being floated about on social media a little bit. And I think that's where Leeds played him in, in the yeah. number ten role a little bit. And he scored goals in the past, hasn't he? He's got plenty. He's got plenty of goals. I think he's got like thirteen. He's got he's got fifteen career goals, and which isn't bad for a predominantly someone who plays in defensive midfield. Mm. Um, but it, it, I don't know. Do you really sort of do you want? To, I don't think you change anything. I know Murphy's, no. Murphy's a class player. He's been great. He's been really, really good this season. But at the moment, they've got a, they've got a good they've got a good thing going in that midfield. They've got a, they've got a really solid solid um, midfield three in there. So, do you change it for the sake of changing it? I, I, I don't think I don't think so. Three games in a week, I suppose, is, is the argument that well, yeah, of course, in yeah, one of yeah. those games, you know, the same midfield three. Who knows? You know, if they, if they, I suppose the argument is at Pan and Allen haven't played to what well, none of those three have played loads of football in the first half of the season, so they might still be quite fresh. But if you are looking to mix it up with a bit of you know add a fresh sort of pair of fresh legs, then then Murphy is sort of ready made, I suppose, there to, to but, slot into any of those but, positions. But as a number ten, I'm not quite. Sh- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not quite mm. sure because then you lose a man. In, you you yeah. lose a man for the yeah. back in midfield. This is it. I, th- I think. I think there's certainly an argument for having him. As one of those, you know, midfielders further forward, where Alan or Akpan are in terms of an, you know, an out and out number ten, I think they're pretty settled on this role, on this sort of system at the moment, and uh, and that's probably that. And then uh, we've also had a tweet saying, uh, "Are we going to stay up?" Honestly, no umming or ahhing. Uh, that's from that's, I, that's from Seth, who's I who's really think, laying the gauntlet down. I as think well, it's it? probably fair to say, with twelve games to go, that neither of us is going to categorically say whether we think Burton are going to stay up or not. Um, I'm certainly not putting my neck on the line in, in that much. Said, I, well, I was going to defer to you. Oh, all so. oh, right. <laughs> well, I mean, sitting hugely on the fence. The fact you know, with 12 games to go, there's still so much up for grabs. It's still so tight down there um, between you know the bottom five or six. I think you know the problem is with every time you've sort of said, "Oh, we'll know in a few games' time," it still stays so tight. Burton have picked up wins when they really had to, or the teams have slid down. You know, so I can't even say, or we can't even sort of say, well, 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 by the seven, end of next week. Well, there's only seven points separating the bottom seven yeah. sides. I'm not, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I'm not putting any, any, so, any. Seth, I mean, if you want to let us know categorically what you think, no woman and Ireland, fair enough. Um, I think the fact is, you know, in the next week they've got three games against obviously three teams chasing promotion, and and with the fixture list getting busy again, things can change. You know, nine points on offer if Burton pick up a decent amount and other sides around them struggle. You know they'll be in a good position. Equally, if Burton struggle and other teams pick up a couple, you know, string a couple of wins together, suddenly that gap could be up to who knows, sort of six, seven, eight points, and and then obviously it looks a, a real, a real big uh, test. So how about you ask us after next week's podcast? I think that and we'll probably be... give exactly the same answer. I, but <laughs> I was just going to say really quickly, my answer would be different if that Barnsley game had gone a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Barnsley game was a, a, real, a really, really big deal. The fact they managed to get three points there and not only take three points, but take three, take yeah. a point off Barnsley. And I suppose make a statement as well. I, th- well, yeah, I think yeah, I call yeah, it a statement yeah, win because yeah. they needed to beat one of the teams down there with them. They did. We know down the line they, they've got other opportunities to do that. So between now and then, it's about keeping yourselves in touch. Um, and I look to do that for a start at Bramall Lane this weekend. Lovely segue there to finish. Um, We'll of course be there bringing you, bringing you all the action, the team news, the build-up and uh, all the live match action from Bramall Lane. All the analysis, of course, on the website, burtonmail.k. Uh, oh, every time. Burtonmail.co.uk slash sport for all the Brewers analysis. Um, and we'll be there to see if Burton Albion can uh, pick up their uh, seventh win of the season. Uh, would it be? No, their sixth away win of the season, I think it would be. So let's rattle through them, shall um, we? So you've got Reading, Bolton, Sheffield Wednesday... 
Barnsley, Millwall, and there's your no, there's your five. So we'll be looking for a sixth away sixth, win of the season, of eight, eighth of the uh, of the entire season home and away. Uh, that's a really really professional way to finish. But we'll be there at Bramall Lane, uh, and uh, we'll see you on Brewers Talk next week. Ook bewust bezig zijn met je mobiel? Dat kan al voor 11 euro per maand met mijn sim only. Nu met 100 minuten of sms'jes en 2500 MB 4G internet. Kijk op ben.nl.